that that sucked. Welcome to Absorb and Yellow, the podcast where me and my friends talk about the making of interaction for SpongeBob SquarePants. Today on the podcast, today we have Sarah Wildcat. Sarah, how are you? I am especially great after hearing that. Good. Great. What's the problem? <laughs> no problems here. No problems here. Okay, everybody, <laughs> listen. Okay, I saw we're. I was talking with Sarah before uh, the recording of this podcast. And, you know, we're going to have more segments this episode. We're going to have um, one more segment this episode, maybe two. For this first segment, we'll call it um, uh, the news. This is a Bikini Bottom news update. So as some of y'all may remember, um, as we've discussed before, uh, uh, Nickelodeon is making all these new shows for um, their streaming service and stuff. Um, CBS All Access. And I believe I had even said on this podcast um, that that name sucks and that no one is going to get that streaming service. Um, mm. Well, they're changing the name to Paramount Plus. So that's the news. Okay. Thanks for listening to the news, Sarah and everybody. All right, let's move on to our next segment. Hey, did I ever talk about that Netflix is working on? No, I did. I think I did in a listener mail section. Speaking of listener mail, let's move on to our next segment, which is Sarah is going to tell us about some cool background info on this episode. Yeah. This next segment is called Fans and Friends. Nice. Welcome um, to Fans yeah. and Friends. This is a segment within the segment. The broader segment is Sarah tells us some fun background information about the making of this episode. But now we're inside a segment within that, which is called Fans and Friends. So, sorry, Sarah, it's your segment. Take it away. No, th thank you. Um, so, in this episode, we will hear a fantastic song. This is what you wanted me to talk about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it is really fun. It's called... Um, that's what friends do. And it is sung by Chris Van S Von Snydern. Oh, I said it wrong. Chris Von Snydern. And it was written and performed by Peter Strauss. Um, I had the opportunity to hear from the Chris Von Snydern. And he said that they recorded it in a studio and he sang the parts, but also that this little tiny 32 second song was all that they came up with. I was so curious. I was like, Are you, th there's not a full song out there somewhere? And he was like, nope. We just made a 32-second song for this show. He also sang on Ripped Pants from Ripped Pants. Yes. And then I also read that Peter Strauss wrote um, Doing the Sponge from The Chaperone. Oh, nice. Yes. But the most fun fact of them all is that Chris Von Snydern grew up or is from the same hometown as Tom Kenny. And they used to play the same clubs together in the 80s yeah. um, when they were quote unquote fresh faced boys playing their music, having a blast. Um, and I thought that was so fun. That is so fun. Everybody, Sarah really just brushed past it, but I lost my GD mind when she told me before the recording of this that she just freaking, if you don't know uh, Sarah, you might not know that she has just incredible confidence to just reach out to whatever celebrity she wants. <laughs> and she just was curious about this song. And, you know, 
Like, it'd be one thing if she was like, so I researched it for an hour or two. She just straight up contacted the person that wrote and performed it. So that's crazy. Uh, And Sarah, you gave a plug for the podcast, correct? Yes, I told him about Absorbent and Yellow. And if you would like to check out his music, uh, he's on Spotify. And you can go to www.cvsmusic.com. I think. And if I got that wrong, I will amend it. Mm, mm, thank you. And can you get, can you say his name one more time? So the listeners know what to look up. Chris Von Snyder. Chris Von Snyder. Okay. So, uh, and also everybody. Okay. So Chris might be listening to this episode. So listeners, we maybe have a special guest today. Not like that. He's going to be on the podcast. Just imagine and listeners, you're all like sitting in the crowd, right? And mm-hmm. he, maybe is in the crowd with you. So could everybody please uh, give a round of applause for Chris? Okay. Okay. Everything you're hearing is, I haven't edited in. That's just from our actual audience. Um, Okay. Thank you, Sarah. That was (laughs) great. And everybody, I just need to reiterate that I lost my mind. So if I sound like unamused by it, like know that like, I am shooketh, as the kids would say. Um, <laughs> that's great. Thank you, Sarah, yeah. for for doing that. Uh, of course, deep research for us. Here's a little <laughs> bit more. Okay, so we're out of what did you call it? Fans and friends. Is that- <laughs> fans and friends. Fans and friends. Okay, we're out of fans and friends, but we're not out of. Uh, Sarah tells us about the making of this episode or whatever I said Mm -hmm. a little bit more on the making of this episode. I forgot to mention that the segment Sarah tells us about the making of this episode is co-hosted by Sarah and me. So, (laughs) and the oral history of SpongeBob Squarespace, this show, uh, Jay Lender said when Chuck left, I was partnered with Bill Reese. They wrote this episode that we're going to discuss today. It says that Bill did the bit where Patrick was angry um, and says, I can't see my forehead. Um, and Jay says, I totally did not get it at the time. People constantly quote that back to me now shows what I know. Jay, that does show it. You know, just kidding. Jay, <laughs> you are um, a a legend of SpongeBob uh, history uh, and canon um, and uh, the only uh, uh person that i got the guts to reach out to and you responded to me so we love you Mm -hmm. and worship you Mm -hmm. um okay (laughs) now we're out of that segment we're on to the next segment uh sarah can you guess what the next segment is um read the reviews uh, no it's not it's actually listener mail Listener mail. Listener mail. Listener <laughs> mail. Same song. <laughs> it's time for fan mail. This uh, email comes in from uh, Bayan. Bayan. I'm not. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, but uh, they write in. The subject line just says fan mail. They say, uh, "Hey, I just wanted to say that I'm a big fan. I'm currently listening on Spotify. My name is uh, Bayan. Um, I live in Indonesia, and I'm 12 years old." I originally was a fan of a podcast called Bikini Bottom Live, but the show was canceled. So that's when I found out about your podcast. I was listening to your podcast because I'm waiting for that podcast new episode, but it never came. So I began listening to you as my main podcast. Thank you for making this (laughs) podcast. It's really funny. So to wrap this up, bye. (laughs) Sarah, what do you have to say to that? I love that so much. I I mean, he's very well spoken for Mm -hmm. a 12-year-old, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, and incredible that we have an audience in Indonesia. That's just, I mean, that's, that is wild. Yeah. I, so, you know, when I go into the app that I like publish the podcast through, I can see what different um, countries like listen or whatever. And oh, cool. as you'd expect, like the majority of them are United States, but then there's some from Canada. And then there's like a handful of like just places I wouldn't expect. And one of them was Indonesia. And so I had noticed like, oh, weird. I've got like a listener in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they found us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, it's this one right here. So thank you for writing in. I'm so glad that you're listening to us. Um, bummer that the other podcast isn't publishing, but um, if they do start publishing again, please don't, you know, uh, the more SpongeBob podcasts, the merrier. Uh, as long yes. as we remain your number one podcast. Just kidding, <laughs> but not, but I'm, I am just kidding, but I'm not, but maybe I am just also kidding, not. but I'm not, but I could be. So we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, with that. <laughs> I think that's all of the segments I have. Uh, I don't know what transitional phrase I was going to use. So, Sarah, do you have any other thoughts before we jump into this episode? I say let's dive in. Let's dive in right now. Sandy Cheeks is going out of town and has asked Spongebob and Patrick to do a little pet sitting for her. Pet sitting? Won't that hurt them? Perhaps you should have asked someone else. Gee, Patrick, I didn't know you spoke bird. No, that's Italian, Spongebob. (laughs) Okay, boy, this here's Birdie's food. Feed him twice a day. This whole sack? Aw, just a cup's worth. This here's my cricket. (laughs) He's saying hello to you. Ain't he cute? Uh, sorry, I don't speak Italian. Okay, and this here's Snakey. What's that lump in his belly? Well, that's his dinner. (laughs) Well, I guess that's it. I gotta go. I'll see you fellers in a couple of days. Bye, Sandy. Oh, wait, you forgot about this pet. Oh, that's only Wormy. He don't eat much. Look at him, Patrick. Isn't he great? Hey, little fella. Kitty, kitty, cuckoo. Oh, look. Isn't he just precious? Let's take him out to play. 998, 999, 1,000. Ready or not, here I come. He found me. So we are back with the episode Wormy, starring the titular Wormy. And Wormy <laughs> is uh, very cute, I gotta say. Um, mm-hmm. Sarah, what do you think of the uh, premise of this episode? I think it's cute to have it start off right away with like, well, maybe she should have asked someone else. <laughs> right. This is not going to be too great. Um, but I love seeing all of the pets that she has. I think that's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, giving SpongeBob and or Patrick any sort of adult responsibility mm. is, you know, mm-hmm. chaos is bound to ensue. So it's I think it's a great premise. It's kind of I don't know, season two kind of I mean, season one, we've seen some creative stuff, but like, I don't know, pet sitting. Right. You don't see it in every in every show. Totally. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's so fun. And I was trying to think, have we had an episode up until this point where SpongeBob and Patrick are interacting with Sandy, the two of them with her up to this point? Because all I can think is that up to this point, they will have, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick playing with each other, but kind of like are a pain in the neck to Sandy. Um, and this mm. feels like the first time where she's like, okay, I'm, I'm entrusting you guys with this responsibility, you know, because the ones that I can think of yeah. are when they visit the moon, when mm-hmm. they make fun of Texas with her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems like, uh, which I mean, maybe, you know, once she gets back, we don't see this, it's off, off screen. So maybe she does mm-hmm. become like annoyed with them or whatever, but so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just fun to see them hanging out with the three of them. I don't know. Yeah, because even like the beginning of Texas, it's not like that lasts very long. Right, right. Because most of it is about her, Uh you know, being being bummed out. So it is kind of fun. Yeah, I agree. And and honestly, there's just something fun about seeing a group of friends hang out where there's like connections happening, I guess. Like I'm I'm very much projecting Mm -hmm. on the SpongeBob right now, but like I don't (laughs) foresee... Patrick and Sandy hanging out just the two of them, though they technically mm-hmm. have done that once when SpongeBob went to live in nature. <laughs> I, I think that's only because of their connection, like to SpongeBob, they're like mutual friends right. or whatever. So when you mm-hmm. see that they're starting to like all be able to like hang out all three at once, it's just like mm-hmm. fun and cute to me. Friends becoming friends. Yes, exactly. There are mm-hmm. some freaking hilarious lines all throughout this episode, but especially at the start here, like they're mm-hmm. so like. I, I don't know. Like, I want to say that they feel like a uh, speech club or like theater kid type humor. But the only reason I think yeah. that is because when I was in speech club, my humor was influenced by SpongeBob. <laughs> but so like <laughs> uh, pet sitting, won't that hurt them? It's so stupid, mm-hmm. but so funny. But then especially mm-hmm. the freaking oh no that's italian it's so funny it's so stupid (laughs) it's a very non-sequitur right like it does not Mm -hmm. mean anything um Mm -hmm. but so good and then i have to acknowledge the scale of the animals doesn't really make sense (laughs) in this episode oh yeah (laughs) i don't know if you noticed that but i mean in general like they're like interacting with bugs right and we know that mm-hmm. spongebob is like two inches tall but these bugs are proportioned to them as if they were like human size you know um mm-hmm. but then especially like the snake is like yeah for lack of a better phrase like snake size to them too you know mm-hmm. and but then especially there's a a live mouse inside of snakey so there's a rodent in this world that Sandy, the squirrel, has as a pet, a pet you know, like anyway. Yep. When you when you start thinking about proportions. Right. You know. Yeah. It, it gets pretty creepy. Right. Right. But honestly, I um I. I I enjoy this about SpongeBob. Like at the end of the day, like it's a cartoon, so it doesn't matter. But I think that Mm -hmm. they're like somewhat aware of it. And for one, they will like Mm -hmm. joke with their own inconsistencies, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, in this episode, SpongeBob will blow a bubble through his helmet. And I'm sure that they were Mm -hmm. aware that that doesn't like make sense, but it's just like, yeah, it's a cartoon. And then sometimes they'll acknowledge like, how do we have a campfire underwater and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that while the rules are are arbitrary when they set out their rules they stick to it 
you know? And so like the fact that Wormy, when he becomes a butterfly later in the episode, has to be in a bubble to interact with like all the fish outside of the tree Mm -hmm. dome, though, it, you know, clearly they're not going for realism. They decide that that's a rule and then they stick to it. And I think that it just adds to the weirdness and the the texture of this show that causes mm-hmm. like the grownups in the room to turn their head and be like, this show is so weird because it's consistent. It's not just mm-hmm. like slapstick, anything goes like. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff, man. What are mm-hmm. we doing on this rock flying around the sun? Speaking of what are we doing, what are we doing not listening to this freaking awesome song? A friend is a friend to the end of the end that's forever and a day. Stay by your side, won't you be say goodbye, come what may. Cause that's what friends do. That's what friends do. Cause that's what friends do. That's what friends do. Cause that's what friends do. And that's it. It's such a short yeah! song, but it's so good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. This song slaps, as the kids say. And as the kids say. It do- does it not sound like a real song. Like my whole life, my whole life up until yesterday. Uh-huh. I thought that this was a full length. Yeah. Real. Well, it is a real song. Right. A full length, like 80s. Right tune like just studio i had just yeah that i had just i I had never heard the whole song Uh did my research and i was like holy crap no yeah this this was you know just written for the show i honestly probably haven't watched this episode in years until recently um but I completely forgot about it. And it it like triggered like a a visceral memory i was like this is like Uh i I loved this. Yeah, this it's little so bizarre, tiny song. but it's so mm-hmm. good. Well, it's and, perfect. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. And the two other songs that you were talking about, Ripped Pants and Do the Sponge, both awesome mm-hmm. songs also, but clearly written for the show. You know, the lyrics mm-hmm. are describing yeah. uh, what you're seeing animated in front of you. But this one yes. is just like about friendship. And it's just. Yeah. And it sounds so good. It sounds like really well produced and like, yeah, uh, it's freaking awesome. So yeah, some sh- shredding, like yeah. some real shredding uh-huh. happening, real like, good grunge. great vocals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so fun. Yeah. When I asked you before we started recording, like, oh, did you look up any like facts about this uh, episode mm-hmm. or whatever? The one thing that I wanted to know was like, because I had looked, I had read before we even started the season all the different musical guests that they have. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. weird. I don't remember reading this one. So I was literally mm-hmm. going to ask who, who was the musical guest that wrote this song. But lo and behold, it was just Sarah's best friend that she met on Instagram. <laughs> so that's pretty poggers as the kids would say. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop trying to make poggers happen. <laughs> it's already happened, man. You're oh, man. Living in the, I'm behind the times. Yeah, you're way behind. You're, Stone uh, Age. <laughs> you, what does SpongeBob say? I don't want to be like Squidward. I'm hip. I'm cool. I can't remember. He says something like that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Salad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Wormy <laughs> is super cute. Um, let's jump mm-hmm. back in with this uh, next clip. Um, I, uh, we, we are living for, no, is it we are living for it? What do the kids say? Yeah. 
living yeah, for it, it or do they say mm-hmm. we are here for it or is it both oh maybe both <laughs> as the kids I say <laughs> i am living for spongebob's enthusiasm here play tag, and then we're gonna color, and then we're gonna build a house of cards! We're back, Wormy! 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 Where's Wormy? What's that thing? He's gotta be in here. I think something bad happened to Wormy. He left his best friend Ribbon behind. But whatever it is, it must have eaten Wormy! Why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> like, that would have been funny enough, but that he says, why does this keep happening to me at the end? is so good. Um, SpongeBob's, <laughs> here I come, Wormy! is so funny and so cute to me. And so I had funny. in my notes, like, they're just so in love with Wormy, and it's so cute. Like, it just feels mm-hmm. like Patrick has never loved something like this before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I just died when he said, why does this keep happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how often does this happen to you, yeah. Pat? Like, I'm so sorry that your for best your friend was many, eaten <laughs> by a monster many uh-huh. times in your life. But I do think it's like... Of course they would be obsessed with a cute little worm. Like right. it makes sense once it happens, but like, you know, if I was sitting in that writer's room, I wouldn't be like, oh, let's have them like out of all the pets, they right. find this cute little worm uh-huh. and then they're afraid of the butterfly. Right. That's and well, I guess I it's not a worm, it's a caterpillar. Right. <laughs> but they, they think it's wormy. a worm. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's adorable too. It's very cute. I mean, it's you know, yeah. it's like they're little kids totally. at heart because they are. Did you yeah. ever have a pet caterpillar when you were a kid? Oh, no, I didn't. Mm. I held, you know, little caterpillars right. or little worms and stuff. But no, did you? I did a couple times. I mean, when you have a pet caterpillar, you have them for like a day, you know, I think in like you put them in a jar or something. Right. Uh-huh. And then yeah. like the hope is that you'll get to see them transform into a butterfly or whatever. I remember mm-hmm. my sister was able to like take care of one until it became a chrysalis no and then way. transmogrified or whatever it's called. No, transmogrified from Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, metamorphosis. <laughs> metamorphosize. Is that, what would the verb, it doesn't matter. As the kids yeah. are saying, it went through metamorphosis. But so, yeah, <laughs> this premise is just like so cute. And yeah, it's just like something that I feel like kids can relate to. Like they have like a pet caterpillar that they've watched transform or whatever but i feel mm-hmm. like i mean i'm sure for many kids this was where they like learned about metamorphosis for the first time but i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of kids learn about that like in kindergarten or whatever i don't know why but yeah. it, it apparently is in the nationwide curriculum that ki- kindergartners need to know you know what caterpillars turn into um and so yeah, it's, uh... it's fun that they would be watching spongebob have an experience that they've already lived through but then they get to see that the crazy antics of like, oh, no, he doesn't know the caterpillars turn into <laughs> butterflies, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're having a real mm-hmm. like door of the Explorer, like it's over there, like SpongeBob. <laughs> you yes. don't know, you know, so it <laughs> mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. Yep. But boy, does mm-hmm. it get disturbing fast with like the yep. 
So it is a a uh, shot of um, a horsefly up close. Um, canonically, in the episode, obviously, it's a butterfly. Um, but when it cuts to that, like, zzz, like super up close, is I don't know. It's creepy. To, it is very creepy. It's a great effect, but man, mm-hmm. yeah, unsettling. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, just they believed that. Oh, we and we didn't mention. Um, on screen but after they leave we see the chrysalis hatch or whatever um as the kids are saying and um wormy turns into <laughs> a butterfly up. glow up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they think that wormy's been eaten by this monster um and then uh, uh they run away and then pa- spongebob thinks that patrick too has been eaten and, and we get a very quick turnarounds uh on that suspense about five seconds later he finds patrick patrick you're alive i am Patrick, we can't just leave this horrible monster in Sandy's house. It might eat Sandy's other pets. Or worse, it might eat Sandy's pets. No, it might eat Sandy. We gotta get it out of here. It's for you. It's working. He's gonna answer it. Tartar sauce. You look pretty appetizing, Patrick. Now just stay here and wait for the monster. I'll go get the net. SpongeBob, hurry up with that net! Hold on, Patrick! I really don't taste that good, Mr. Monster. Because that horrible creature is now headed straight for the crusty crab! <laughs> this episode just keeps moving. Um, yeah, this is just so fun. There, there's so many things to call out here. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. for one, we get a couple like animation shout outs. There's an epic shot of SpongeBob lifting the jar up to uh, Patrick. And it's this like mixed medium of like them hand drawn animation. And then what I assume is at the time, like flash or something like moving a painting then of his hands holding like the painted jar or whatever. So that's really epic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also this is just such like a inconsequential detail, but when they first come into the tree dome, um, you can see like the red light on top of like that little hallway. Oh, and I was yeah. just like, that's really impressive yeah, that they included yeah. that detail. Uh, also, mm-hmm. speaking of that hallway, I love any time that SpongeBob and Patrick get trapped in the tree dome. Um, yeah. This has <laughs> happened to them several times, at least like after this. Um, and mm-hmm. so that's really fun because they're just so like out of their element there. Patrick has green eyes, apparently. So that's crazy. <laughs> and there's just so much like funny visual humor. So like SpongeBob running and then like seeing Wormy and then he runs back but he just runs backwards like it's just like a reverse yeah yeah i thought that was funny too yeah and then patrick um 
smashing his helmet and it getting filled with acorns is so funny Mm -hmm. and i don't know why but him like shutting the door and like just nodding with his head still full of acorns just got me so good and then Mm uh oh oh the apple he's got an apple in his mouth and then when Mm -hmm. he he like lets go of it it floats up to the top so i was like i don't know it's just funny i'm like where did they get that apple and they acknowledge that like apples would float but i suppose yes (laughs) so that's really funny i suppose sandy could have some on her tree Mm -hmm. and then also uh last thing just like i lost it at like wormy or the monster might eat her other pets or worse, it might eat Sandy's pets. <laughs> it might eat Sandy's pets. It's so good and such genius writing. Oh, but mm-hmm. anyway, Sarah, what did you think of this scene? Oh, I I thought it was funny. It might be like one of my more favorite parts of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that line killed me as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought the like the little traps are so goofy. Like the the phone call right yeah right uh-huh. <laughs> it's for you yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb yeah um and then just like the one second like spongebob turns into a cheerleader right right yeah after you know he traps uh-huh. uh wormy in the bubble right also like just love anytime we get to see him pull out his like bubble stuff yeah yeah that yeah. he just has on him at all times uh-huh that was really fun it's like um his bat yeah. bat belt or whatever like he would just mm-hmm. have that on his person but yeah the cheerleading thing really got me too mm-hmm. and the acorns as well mm-hmm. yeah i also just saw in my notes that i i noted spongebob when he picks up the net after it's been torn i don't know why but i was just like that's very impressive animation that's a very fluid looking net super funny and then uh in between these next clips spongebob is like he's going through the front door which when he says i'm like why did he say that like it's just a weird thing to say you would say like he's headed to the crusty crab but he says he's good he's headed to the front door and then yeah let's take the secret entrance and there's just a (laughs) freaking giant boulder with a giant door on the front (laughs) And it cuts to another giant boulder inside of the Krusty Krab. It's so freaking never funny. Seen. Uh, it's it's so good. But so uh, he tries to warn Squidward and Mr. Krabs. And uh, in classic Squidward and Mr. Krabs fashion, they're laughing at SpongeBob. They're like, what a kid. Uh, what? Like, they he thinks that he's found a monster or whatever um, until... Uh, Mr. Krabs and Squidward get on the same page. Get a load of the scary monster. <laughs> monster. <laughs> oh, it looks harmless. It's kind of cute. It reminds me of money. Monster. <laughs> Squidward? Mr. Krabs? It ain't them, and there it goes! First Wormy, then Squidward, Mr. Krabs! That flying monster has eaten three friends too many! We must inform the citizens! Evil has surfaced! The fate of Bikini Bottom is in our hands, Patrick! Now let's roll! Aye, aye, Captain. Okay, Patrick, this is a very delicate situation and must be treated with great care and sensitivity. Gotcha! And the whole town starts freaking out. This is so crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I just got a little distracted because I had the thought 
uh, watching this scene. Again, not to nitpick, but it made me think of the episode, The Alaskan Bullworm. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, so in that one, the worm's giant, but in this, it's small, but it doesn't matter. But then I looked mm-hmm. up a picture of Alaskan Bullworm, and they're real and they're disgusting. So I do not recommend <gasps> that you look them up. They're real? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's horrible. Oh, no, um, no, no. <laughs> I will not be Googling yeah, that. Yeah, do not Google it. I suppose when we get to that episode, I'll fact check to make sure that... But I saw pictures mm-hmm. of worms or centipedes or something, so it was gnarly. Anyway, uh, that's for a different episode. Um, okay, so now the whole town is freaking out. We continue to just get hilarious dialogue and just such silly, like, Spongebob has finger puppets for each of his friends that have died oh for some reason. I love that. Yeah, but what really killed me was they're like, they're very on the nose with like, okay, we have to do this with much care, but it killed me. They're like, monster, everybody run. Mm-hmm. And then that everybody does respond in, in like yes. an irrational way, like in a very Godzilla way of just like mm-hmm. screaming and the whole town starts to burn apart. Like the town doesn't ever listen to SpongeBob anyway. <laughs> right. Like why would they, why right. did they care if he's screaming about something? Uh, I don't know. It seems uh, yeah just yeah. hilarious um back to when they're still at the crusty crab i gotta say I, I hate um the eye stuff yeah where like squidward and mr crab's eyes you know pop out or right. whatever right and surprisingly there's more of that in this episode and actually some in the next episode right <laughs> so, right like, i hate it i yeah. hate it all um <laughs> but i i do love that you know, I just think it's funny that everyone's going along with it or that they're actually scared of this right. butterfly. Um, but yeah, I and and the um when they're in the boat wherever like the register right. is uh-huh. <laughs> and they just drive away. Right. right. That was so stupid. It was so stupid. That got me too. I forgot to bring it up because it, it is like it's not even a second. It's just yeah. I thought that it was leading up to like a joke or something, but he yeah. just pushes drive and then it that's it. And then they're into the yeah. next scene. Like Yes. And and I feel like there's so much of that in this episode, even that we've already talked about, that there's just like mm-hmm. a one second thing that right. anyway. Right. But I thought it was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. The the next episode is also written by Bill Reese and Jay Lender, which makes me wonder if it was just on their mind, like the eyes popping out yeah. and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah. so that's interesting. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure other people love it. I just oh, it grosses sure. me out. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't bothered by it. It is very Looney Tunes or it honestly feels a bit mm-hmm. like Beetlejuice, like opening your, mm-hmm. your mouth and then your eyes falling down into your mouth or whatever, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, very inspired by like uh, Daffy Duck. I feel like just mm-hmm. cartoony, like eyes popping out, stuff like that. There's so much mm-hmm. visually that happens in, in this uh, episode as well. They're in like mm-hmm. the little boat thing. I love that when they are hiding in that boat, they're so small and it like, yeah. or, or that they like come out and they're like, oh, they, they ate them. Like they can't just like peek <laughs> over, you know, and see like them run away or whatever. Yes. Um, but then the next scene, um, so there's like two, I'm not going to play the audio because it's all just visual but there's like two minutes of them just running around town Mm -hmm. and there's just so much like random stuff in the background i love that we see like the hot dogs get your hot dogs here guy like or i don't know if he's a baker or what but you think i think Mm -hmm. he's one of my favorite background characters yeah yeah hot dog stand guy yeah wait is that what he sells yeah i Mm -hmm. he does he first appear in um 
the uh, golden spatula episode with King Neptune? I feel like he does, maybe. Because King I... Neptune is like, you, sir, you can pull oh. a spatula from the Greece. Like, you're a culinary god or whatever, you know? Um, I thought, um, I'm thinking of the, I don't know, some guy that's always on the beach at, like, a, a hot dog stand. He Wait, might, yeah. Him? Well, anyway. he definitely sells Or maybe sells he sells ice dogs. cream or something. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, you know what? I think he does sell ice cream. Dude, I love, this is the SpongeBob deep diving i'm living for yeah i'm um, trying <laughs> no, to figure out where background <laughs> fish is what character what episode yes. is from. no i think that in walking small he sells ice cream yes um, that's who i was but yeah mm-hmm. so we're thinking about the same guy yeah but but then i think it's is it also in walking small that there's an octopus that sells hot dogs yes but i swear at some point he says hot dogs get your hot dogs here probably yeah, yeah. so anyway um i'm gonna google it the next time that you're talking but uh I, there's also a um a person just showering in the background of one of these shots yes which just that was me. funny yeah and it looked like they were wearing like headphones or something yeah. maybe i'm wrong but yeah was, yeah that was funny i had never noticed that before uh-huh he looked like very it, confused <laughs> yeah and what makes the visual even funnier is that it's just the regular, like it's the normal music in the background for right, some of it. Right. It's like the, you know, the antic music mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't remember which one it is, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny too, to have it be a part of a like scary monster chase mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. So this is the song that I was thinking, like, I think this might be the first episode that we hear this song i could be wrong right in if i'm wrong but but i don't i can't recall an episode before this that has it we'll hear it in the next clip uh, a little bit um but yeah it's not like godzilla music or anything it's just like Mm -hmm. someone's getting chased around i don't know very like uh three stooges-esque music you know Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I enjoy that they they really commit to this premise. So like the town goes to and falls apart in shambles and it really falls apart. Like the whole thing is burning down. Apparently I read that you can see a meteor coming towards them in the background of one shot. Uh, <laughs> like buildings have fallen apart and stuff. And and so they really take it to like the nth degree. And then there's some really impressive 3D animation on a poster that we'll see in a little bit. But mm-hmm. oh, I, and then the traffic light joke just killed me. It's so yeah. funny. Uh, that, it's a really, it's yeah. cute too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might mm-hmm. be the first time I've seen that joke. I mean, that joke has been replicated many other places, and I don't know if this was the first place to use it. But like something stopping for a traffic light that <laughs> logically doesn't need to stop. I, you know, like. At first, well, when I watched it through the first time, I was like, okay, we get it. We don't need like two minutes of this. But I I remembered like little parts that I really liked, like that traffic like joke, loved like seeing the person showering. That was hilarious. And I love seeing random like townspeople fish too. Right. So um, like seeing everyone running around is funny it it to me it seemed like maybe a little much right, like it totally. maybe went on too long it did not need to be as long as it was yeah <laughs> but um yeah i thought it was i thought it was all right i mean you know it they are committing to it totally. the, to- the town is destroyed uh-huh, absolutely <laughs> here's a question and people for are you. listening to spongebob yeah. yeah um can you talk more while i look at this background fish <laughs> Yes, I can. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I kind of said what I was going to say, yeah, but I know. actually, um, there was something from earlier. What was I going to say? Okay. 
um, Pat, when Patrick says at the very beginning, he says, why must the sun set on this perfect day? <laughs> that is really good. Dude, I lost it. I was like, what, what, what? Yeah, yeah. you're right. But the way, you know, every once in a while he has such uh-huh. a poetic line yeah. that I think is hilarious. The inner mechanisms <laughs> of my mind are an enigma. Are an enigma, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And I really love how this episode... Like, I mean, SpongeBob's in turmoil, but Patrick really emotionally like can't handle it. Like he's going to be going yes. to therapy for years, you know, for like, years. It's so funny. Yeah. He's, he's had some, he's seen some things yeah. apparently. I really enjoy when episode <laughs> or uh, when characters rather in the show have real, like, uh, I, I want to call them like crisis of faith moments where they're like, mm. why, why? Like way yeah. overreacting, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. you get that with the lifeguard that thinks that he's lost SpongeBob's life. Um, (laughs) but, but then yes, that is Patrick in this one. Like, just like Mm -hmm. so distraught, like, why would God make us go home without (laughs) Wormy? You know, like, yes. Oh, and why, how is this happening to me again? (laughs) Uh Okay. I'm on the episode Neptune spatula and I'm clicking Mm -hmm. through every single incidental background fish and mm-hmm. we're gonna find oh frick i had him and then i clicked back i was gonna say i'll cut out all the silence but incidental 39 39 he's a food vendor all Is right he in ripped pants let's Can find out he his first appearance is in ripped pants <gasps> you freaking got it oh See where else he appears. Ripped pants, walking small, Neptune spatula. Wow! Look at that! Everybody, give us a round of applause, please. Yeah, the audience that claps for our guests earlier, let's clap for us now. Okay, thank you, thank you. That's that's enough. Thank you. Then he (laughs) appears in Bubble Buddy and Wormy. Yes. And Patty hype in season two. I'm just so proud of us right now. We freaking nailed that. Air five. Air five. Speaking of air, speaking of dead air, um, let's move on. hit this place. Where is everybody? Oh, hey there, Wormy. You weren't supposed to change till I got back. That ought to hold you, little guy. SpongeBob's <laughs> entity caught the monster! I didn't know I'd be missed so much. Golly, maybe I should go out of town more often. <laughs> okay. <laughs> couple thoughts quick and then i'm gonna kick it over to you for the final word but i gotta say one i love when sandy leaves town because it just adds to the mystery of her character like what is she going out of town for like yeah so that's awesome and she's very familiar with the bus system of bikini bottom too which is great Mm -hmm. Two, Mm -hmm. uh while it is 
for, uh, for lack of a better word, like a cheap ending. It's a quick ending, I'll say. Mm-hmm. It emotionally, for whatever reason, is very satisfying. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's because three, they really found the loudest crowd cheering sound effect that they could. <laughs> like, they did not hold back. It's so loud. It sounds like a full stadium <laughs> cheering. So I love it. But um, Sarah, what did you think of Wormy? Oh man. Um, so rewatching it, I was like, what is this episode? It's right. so odd. Uh, it's so odd. But I love, I do love the premise. I, you know, anything. It just, I mean, it could have been them in the tree dome the whole time, but right. of course it wasn't. Right. <laughs> and I love that they fell in love with Wormy. I hope at some point that, you know, mm-hmm. Sandy explain to them what right. she explained to the audience <laughs> right. you know or whatever yeah. but i i did write down that the crowd noises just they just killed me it's <laughs> yeah. so funny uh, and i think like there's some parts of this episode that feel disjointed i think because of the like you know the little jokes here right. and there that maybe are um they're some of them are subtle but some of them are really like wait what just happened right um but and then it just ends and i think that kind of works for how the episode went joke wise right. um i don't know i also that's funny that you say like love when she goes out of town like she's probably you know yeah. spending time on land or who knows just taking a vacation i just assume she's I, on like a research <laughs> project or something you know oh yeah that's true she's a brilliant you know yeah you know she had a literal Sandy's rocket one episode I think we forget that. <laughs> like, we do, I forget, we do forget that. that but, yeah. It was really world breaking. They really scaled it back after that. <laughs> they really did. Yeah, it's like in the first couple episodes. Yeah. But anyway, I think I I ended up liking this episode a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Just because it had been so long. It's not one that I remember as right, well. Right. And if nothing else, this episode gave us, you know, the as YouTubers, YouTube comments said, the best 32 seconds of my life. Yeah. Which is the Friends Are Friends Forever song. Agreed. So let's uh, hear that song one more time. And when we come back, we'll be back for Patty Hype. A friend. friends, SpongeBob SquarePants here. Now, some people say that SNCC stands for Saturday Night Nickelodeon, but in just moments, that's going to change. SNCC will stand for Submersible Nickelodeon, because it's plunging all the way down here to my hometown, Bikini Bottom, for an extra briny episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. Let's get squishy! Ugh. <sighs> 
six days without a customer. So hungry. Oh, Mr. Krabs, a customer. No food. Three days. Hold on me, bucko. Food's on the way. Hey, you got money, right? Yeah. SpongeBob, bring this man some grub before he kills over. Here you go, sir. Oh, Krabby Patties, huh? Finest under the sea. Yeah, yeah, sure. But where's the pizzazz? Huh? Look at this place. I mean, what is the theme here? Underwater? It's boring. Food, water, atmosphere. Nobody goes to a restaurant for atmosphere. They go for food. Hey, Tom. Fred. Hey, you want to eat at the Krusty Krab? Nah, let's go to the Shell Shack. They've got a talking dog. Great. Say, what's a dog? Welcome back to the story of the podcast from you. First, talk about the beginning of adoration. First, plus, rest of Scorpions. Read the podcast. Series here. We're going to talk about the episode. Today, we're talking about pretty patties. But that's not the title of this episode. It's titled Patty Hype, which is crazy because you would think that the episode would be titled uh, Pretty Patties, but it's not. It's titled Patty Hype, as the kids are saying. And so this is a fun episode. Mm -hmm. Sarah, what do you think of this episode? I remember it. I mean, so much of this episode is burned into my brain. I remember wanting different colored Krabby Patties. Mm -hmm. I remember so many lines from it. It is iconic. I think it's, you know, probably one of the ones that more people remember. Mm -hmm. um, but I I loved it as a kid. And watching mm -hmm. it again, I still do. It holds yeah. up. I agree, 100%. I think that last episode that we just did, uh, Wormy, I'd probably say is like a four out of five SpongeBob. But this is yeah. five out of five. This is mm -hmm. on the money, like quintessential classic SpongeBob. Yeah. They um do a... I, Great job. Oh, no, it's my very first note on this episode. I wrote down, this is a pretty dusty place. Like, they really <laughs> go above and beyond to show how dusty and and slow it is, you know, which is mm -hmm. just fun. It's a cartoon, mm -hmm. you know. So they really embellish that. And then um, <laughs> Mr. Krabs freaking killed me with his, <clears throat> like, come on it. You've got money, right? <laughs> like, pausing. <laughs> this guy's, like, dying, like. There's so many layers to this. His clothes are torn. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's hilarious that he's like, looks like he just crawled through the desert. And then Mr. Krabs <laughs> is like, you've got money, right? Before he's going to help him. But then the, the guy yeah. turns away food because it doesn't have pizzazz. <laughs> I don't know about you. Where's I'm, the pizzazz? Yeah, I have a feeling that maybe this is true of you too, but I definitely have many times quoted food, pizzazz. <laughs> atmosphere <laughs> you know it, it is funny too like i think when i heard it as a kid i was like oh yeah the three things you need food water atmosphere yes but, but also a he's a fish he doesn't need the atmosphere but right. that's not what he means he means like, he right. means like the atmosphere of the restaurant exactly and i didn't catch that until i was re-watching as you know an adult mm -hmm. person <laughs> But also, what a brutal burn uh, and like so self-aware of what is the theme here? Underwater? <laughs> that is, that, I mean, just burn yeah. after burn. Like, so good. Which really makes you think, I mean, at the risk of getting more meta, like, that. it's funny because that is the theme. The theme is, like, sea shanty, you know? Yeah. But for them, is that just, like... 
normal you know like yeah like if we had a restaurant on land that was just like earth themed you know or like suburb themed i don't know no i completely i thought about that too i was like this they're really letting us know Mm -hmm. what it is to them which you don't think about when you're just walking but yeah that just kills me. What is the what is the theme here? Underwater? <laughs> it's just so freaking funny. But and also just like such I don't think that it's meant to be commentary on this, but I have used this scene as commentary many times of somebody who's like, you know, on their last leg and so complaining or whatever, but they could not be, you know, be caught dead like stooping to use an inferior product or whatever, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So funny. Also love any time <laughs> that, like, I think that it's fun that the Krusty Krab is very successful, you know, and like Plankton is the one whose restaurant is failing. But it mm-hmm. is fun seeing Mr. Krabs get desperate when like sales are down, you know, especially mm-hmm. because having worked for a restaurant, like they would start to do weird stuff like this where they'd be like, you got to start selling weird products or do like Mm -hmm. a karaoke night or something, you know? And so it is fun seeing Mr. Krabs desperate. I mean, it's like, I've talked about this like three episodes in a row now um, of just like writing characters where it's very obvious what they want. And Mm. Mr. Krabs wants money so bad. And it's so Mm -hmm. fun watching like what would he go through to get that you know yeah so i just love it here's Mm -hmm. one example of something that he would go through and so ladies and gentlemen make sure you buy lots of crabby patties as i bury myself alive Shell Shack is singing! Come on! (laughs) (laughs) And then they all leave. Uh, And this scene particularly, for one, it's just hilarious. Um, And again, just more like hilarious interjecting uh, jokes, like no free refills. (laughs) It's just so, (laughs) what a cheapskate, you know? But then Mm -hmm. also like the past few episodes, um, we've seen a lot of the rule of three coming up. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I really enjoy how this breaks that up and it yeah i feel like it sets it up so that you think we're gonna watch them do three increasingly silly uh you know stunts to try and get people to come to the crusty crab but instead you just see one and it's just so abysmal that they're like well that's what we got like and now we're back to the drawing board you know likewise the dog like doesn't come up again. You would think it's like, oh, it's going to come up a third time or whatever, but it's just this, the most random like throwaway joke, but I love it. Um, Yeah. I, I was actually thinking that when I was watching it a second time, I was like, are there, uh, does he do anything else? I feel like this is his only idea. And then it (laughs) ended up being his only idea. Right. And then, you know, I kind of like breaking that up. I mean, obviously many of the jokes work really well with the rule of three, but um, I, I like how they did that. And then it's like, he has this one dumb idea and Uh then he's so desperate. And right. so he has to listen to SpongeBob's idea, right. even if he's trying to ignore it. 
Right, right. Mm-hmm. Which I suppose they do bring in the, the rule of three in that three times. He's like, I can't think of an idea. But it's just so funny mm-hmm. that he has one stunt and he can't think of anything else beyond that. that is, and that the one stunt is burying himself alive. Right. <laughs> There's nothing he can't think like, of anything else. So extreme, <laughs> but so good. And the no free refills on his way it's down. It's just, just so good. Like he's going to like almost kill himself and he won't be that like he won't see if it was successful or anything he's just in good faith assuming like if i do this people will, people will outside of my patties. vision yeah buy crabby patties it really is very hilarious when you really yeah. break it down like that but okay so i me and morgan during the pandemic got very into the simpsons and there's an episode where uh, how much how much detail do I want to go into? Basically, there's an episode. There's a cartoon within The Simpsons called The Itchy and Scratchy Show. Uh, basically, there's that show, and then in an episode, Homer becomes like a voice actor on that show, and they write in another character, and it's like commentating comment commenting on um how like the cartoon within The Simpsons has like declined so bad or whatever, and mm. they. They have a scene where they're watching the cartoon, Bart and Millhouse and the other kids are watching the cartoon and they're like, uh, Itchy and Scratchy are driving to the um, the fireworks factory and you see it in the background of several shots and they just keep driving to the fireworks factory and then the episode ends before they actually get there and there's a scene where Millhouse like slams his fists on the ground and is like... They gonna get to the fireworks factory <laughs> and all the kids are just like on the edge of their seat that's how i felt as a kid as i kept hearing about the talking dog <laughs> and they just, just never wish. show you the yeah. talking dog but i respect him for it now as an adult yeah. it's very funny that is very that's very yeah. true i also like how they say hey what hey what's a dog right they acknowledge it on their way out so it's exactly what I was talking about earlier. They keep to the rules and they acknowledge yes. that they don't make sense. But mm-hmm. Mr. Krabs, I have an idea. What am I going to do? If I don't find an idea, I'll go out of business. Mr. Krabs, I have an idea. Why can't someone give me an idea? Mr. Krabs, I have an idea. Great Neptune in heaven. I need an idea. Mr. What in the name of money are you waiting for, boy? Tell me! Okay, Mr. Krabs, prepare yourself. Don't bother sitting down, because you'll just stand up when you see this. Ta-da! Great Barrier Reef! That patty's spoiled! Stop! Mr. Krabs, it's not tainted meat. It's painted meat. Pretty patties, available in six designer colors. (laughs) Mr. Squidward! Come look! Don't that look appetizing? Mm-mm, good, sir. <laughs> Wait! Give me an orange patty with extra purple! <laughs> What's next? Sequined milkshakes? Bowtie french fries? No. Pretty patties, pretty patties! Stop it! I know this is a good idea. I'll show you. I'll, I'll, I'll open my own restaurant. 
Okay, this next scene, this is the quote that I read earlier was referring to this. It has nothing to do with this episode, barely, but it's one of the best lines in all of SpongeBob. Hey, Patrick, are you angry too? Yeah. What's the matter? I can't see my forehead. What's your problem? I have a good idea and no one else thinks so. Me too. Inflatable pants. What's your idea? I'm going to open up a restaurant and sell pretty patties. Forget my dumb idea. That's great. Are you ready for the big rush, Patrick? Pretty soon those hungry customers will be lining up because we are open. I'm ready. I'm ready. How long have we been sitting here? Uh, I gotta draw a new battery for this. I, well, obviously the forehead line, that's one that <laughs> will always stick with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it's kind of fun, like after hearing that quote from Oral History of SpongeBob SquarePants too. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's also funny to see them both so angry separately, right. but together. Uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah and then drawing a new watch i always Mm. i feel like i always say that and i always mean it because i don't really wear watches yeah yeah (laughs) kind of draw myself a new watch Uh there's so many lines like that i can't see my forehead i need to draw Mm. a new battery i forget that they all come from like this episode (laughs) like Mm -hmm. there's just so many so it's so good but mm-hmm. yeah. so SpongeBob and Patrick, of course, they stick it out and um, SpongeBob eventually breaks down in tears. He's like, this is a terrible idea, especially after somebody comes by the stand and wants nothing to do with it. He thinks it's hilarious. He has colored Krabby Patties until he finds out that they have it in purple, which <laughs> is just so uh, I feel like emblematic of I don't, how fickle people's opinions are, especially coming from a design, like having got a college for graphic design and stuff, people really mm-hmm. will be like, that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And then we'll be like, wait, you have it in purple. Okay. I like it now. <laughs> like people are really very, very fickle, um, but it, it takes off. And mm. Mr. Krabs, that old bag of bones sees <laughs> on the news who should be featured but Mr. Squarepants himself. Mr. Squarepants, how do you explain all this success? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> how can you make money with such a stupid idea? And how can you not make money with such a brilliant idea? <laughs> At first, we didn't know what to do with all the money. We tried burying it, shredding it, and burning it. But in the end, we decided to just give it all away. Come again, sir. I'm getting back in line. I don't believe it. I gotta see this for myself. Hey, watch it, buddy. I don't care how much you want your pretty patty. You're gonna have to wait in the line like the rest of us. I never had a line. Who's number 46,853? <laughs> <laughs> I never had 46,853 customers. Here you go, sir. Stay pretty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 
so would be good. me if I understand. I'd be like, stay pretty. All right. All right. No one's going to respond to that. <laughs> I just love his like <sighs> affirming himself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> it's so good. And then again, the crowd noises to great effect. <laughs> just, oh, they're just so, so loud. <laughs> but this is so, so cleverly <laughs> written. For, so obviously, SpongeBob is hilarious. Just, I don't know. Like, and then mm-hmm. the, the line from this that I always quote is uh, when you don't when you have so much money that you don't know what to do with it first we tried burying it then we tried <laughs> burning it and then we just started giving it away and then especially the I'm getting back in line I quote that often so that's hilarious but then it's so clever that Mr. Krabs is like what I gotta get to the bottom of this and you think that you're gonna watch him like every cartoon that you've ever watched before is is has primed you for like he's going to be running for like a very long time and it's going to be really dramatic how quickly he gets there or whatever mm-hmm. but then that he just immediately slams into somebody right out his door is so unexpected and such a clever way to mm-hmm. show like how many people are there but then yeah that yeah, Spongebob yeah. the business is just taking off so much it, it's so good I agree I think that um <laughs> the what is it forty six thousand eight. 152. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I may have gotten that wrong, but like yeah. they say it enough times where you kind of get it and you're like, that is a lot of people right. and they made so much money. And like, uh-huh. uh, and then I think the last you see, you hear the crowd, whatever, and then you see the long line and that's right. like, right. Okay. This is a, this is a biz. Uh-huh. This is, he's, he's grown. It really is. Um, <laughs> I, Back to when we were talking about the guy wanting it in purple. I did yeah. want to ask just to kind of get off topic for a second. Mm-hmm. Did you ever, was there a color when you were a kid where you're like, oh my gosh, I would eat that color mm. pretty patty? Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I ever craved pretty patty specifically, <laughs> but, but I thought you were going to ask what my favorite color was. And, well, what's your favorite color? Oh my gosh, thank you, Sarah, for asking. That's so <laughs> kind and uh, polite, and makes you such a courteous guest to ask me that. Well, I'm just kidding. No, um, no my favorite color has always been orange um, from day one, um, mm. and I definitely did think I would eat orange food. And one of my favorite places growing up was the Grove Cafe in Ames, Iowa, known yeah. for. Do you know this? They're orange the pancakes. Pa- Wait, no, I've had their pancakes, but I've never had orange pancakes. No, they've been orange. If you've had their pancakes, they put orange food coloring in all of their pancakes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, what about you, Sarah? What is your favorite color and what color of Pretty Patty would you eat? Well, thanks for asking, Sam. I would definitely say since the womb, it's been blue. That's mm. been my favorite color. Yeah. But when I look at Pretty Patties, there's like an indigo colored one. Maybe yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be blue. Uh-huh. And that one, I every time I saw it, I was like, that's the one I want to eat. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Anyway. It's so true, though. Like, I would get excited about it being in my color, you know? There's something mm-hmm. so just about that, like, level of customization. And, like, this mm-hmm. one is so me that, like... Just gets yeah. you every time. And mm-hmm. it made my imagine or my, 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 my imagine. I need it. I'm so tired. It made my imagination store like 
having the guy like it reminds me of home and it's like plaid you know i'm like wow there's so many different combinations that you could have you know um and it's literally just colors so you can just Mm -hmm. keep releasing new ones you know yeah Mm -hmm. and then i love i think this is an appropriate time to to kind of acknowledge the conflict here or the juxtaposition like Mm -hmm. talking about what does your character want what do they love mr krabs Mm -hmm. wants money so bad um and so it's not just it doesn't just kill him that somebody is more successful than him that Mm -hmm. alone is like befuddling to him you know yeah um how could you make money off such a stupid idea which is also just so true of like no one can predict what's going to be successful you know but then two spongebob does not care about money he just cares about the art you know he just cares about creating Mm -hmm. something to put out into the world um Mm -hmm. and so much so to the point that he doesn't know what to do with money and just waste it in the most extraordinary ways possible. And that mm. is what causes Mr. Krabs to have like a literal heart attack of like, <laughs> you so don't deserve that money and you're just getting rid of it. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so genius. Like the mm-hmm. kind of interplay between the two of them. And then on top mm-hmm. of that, part of me wishes that we got more Patrick in this episode, but I think that it's even like, you can see that theme playing out in that Patrick is only there where he's necessary. Um, and, um, cause literally when Mr. Crab shows up, Patrick is like <laughs> nowhere to be found, you know, who knows where he is, but that's not the point. The point is just to see, like, look how opposite of a reaction these two are having, you know? Speaking of the interplay between SpongeBob and Mr. Krabs, Mr. Krabs pulls a fast one on SpongeBob uh, and and uh, puts together a, a business deal that he can't pass up. Why don't you head on down for old time's sake? Oh, I can't leave, Mr. Krabs. What about the stand? Oh, don't worry, lad. I'll watch the stand for you. You will? No, I've got a better idea. I'll take this old roadside stand off your hands. For keeps, and in exchange, I'll give you the crusty crab with Squidward, the grill, and all those squeaky pickles. What did you say, Mr. Krabs? Here's the key to the crusty crab. She's yours now. Thank you. What should I do now, Mr. Krabs? Run to her, boy. She's waiting for you. I can't feel my legs, Mr. Krabs. Don't worry, lad, I'll fix it. Get this to the Krusty Krab on the devil. Good luck, lad. Dreams do come true. And he's at the Krusty Krab. Okay, something that I forgot to mention earlier. This episode, it's funny, the the previous one, the pacing was kind of weird in it, but the pacing Mm -hmm. in this is so effective because even Mm -hmm. just like in the first four minutes, it feels like so much time has passed. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, when they see each other, they're like, oh, you probably don't even remember the Krusty Krab, you know? And it's like (laughs) five minutes have passed in the episode, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but they make it feel like, man, he's taken off and... Mm-hmm. And, and then it is just so kind of on a dramatic level satisfying that Mr. Krabs will inherit this whole thing and he's going to inherit all of the problems and none of the benefits of owning the Pretty Patties franchise mm-hmm. and that they all get mad at him as if he sold them the the Pretty Patties, you know? I know. <laughs> it's so good. I love, I mean, this is... 
Mr. Krabs scheming to get obviously what he loves more than anything, like you mm-hmm. said, which is money. And then SpongeBob actually gets what he loves more than anything, which is the Krusty Krab. Uh-huh. <laughs> or just, I mean, I guess he loves fun too. He loves mm-hmm. doing fun stuff, but this is his, um, you know, employee dream. Right. His maybe career goals. Right. And he gets the key and it's, oh, just when he's like kissing the floor and like throwing buns in the air, it right. just cracks me up. Uh-huh. Love it. Okay. Well, so the episode comes to a screeching halt here. Miss, or yeah, Mr. Krabs gets what he wants, so he thinks, and uh, SpongeBob gets what he wants in that he's back in the Krusty Krab with the pickles that make that tiny squeaking noise, which I love <laughs> the pose on that, by the way. It's just like yeah. so good. Also, that the, the, uh, keys to the Krusty Krab are just two K's. <laughs> it's really funny. And also that Mr. Krabs would just sell the Krusty Krab is just so in character for him. But anyway, I'm going down more tangents, but um, let's hear uh, how things will wrap up for Mr. Krabs now. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for me money. Welcome to Pretty Patties. May I take your money? We want a refund, Krabs. Yeah! Your dumb pretty patties turned my face purple! Look what I got under my camp! And look at our tongues! What's wrong with you? We want our money back. All 46,853 of us. Hey, where'd he go? and mr krabs gets some much deserved comeuppance what did you think of this episode sarah i it's hype and and it does live up to to the hype i would say Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i you know i think for this episode it's more nostalgic for me but also watching it as an adult and um like appreciating the the jokes and by the way i guess i i didn't talk about this earlier but there's like a whole 30 second maybe it's not that long of like patrick climbing into spongebob's brain oh yeah that's right i should have pulled that audio that is such a bizarre but funny scene yeah it's like i don't remember it at all really and then his inflatable pants go off and then Uh he's like you gotta you know climb deep you gotta search deep inside yourself and then comes out and he's like so what'd you find and he's like yeah what (laughs) yeah there's just um i really appreciate jokes like that and like yeah, non sequitur moments where you're like, what in the world? But right. there's a lot of like thematic stuff that is mm. really fun and hilarious too. Mm-hmm. Like when the crowd is running and it's just a rainbow. I love right. that. I, I remember right. that's burned in my brain too. And, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of what does it say about, I don't know, small businesses? Right. What does it say about capitalism being right. sold out to the, to the man anyway to the man yeah <laughs> to the man <laughs> the product becomes heartless it's got all these horrible <laughs> side effects you know 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you mentioned him climbing inside of SpongeBob's like head or whatever. Uh, I really thought that we were going to have like a, a something smells moment, like an ugly and I'm proud moment, but it just mm-hmm. does not go anywhere. Like, Nowhere. what did you find? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, but I love it because like those in between, yeah. it's really just like almost, uh, th- it's like staples holding together the scenes, but they're so funny that, mm-hmm. you know, you don't think like that didn't yeah. have to do with anything. Cause then the plot just like keeps right. moving. But yeah. I think this mm-hmm. episode is just perfect. It's so sweet and so fun. And mm-hmm. it's one of the, I don't know if I want to say one of the few times, but it's, it is one of the times that um, the randomness of the ending actually does. It, it is random, but it feels like a payoff. It feels like deserved yeah. Um, yeah. and emotionally satisfying, mm-hmm. you know, because there kind of isn't a resolution yeah. But it feels like, well, like Mr. Krabs got what was coming to him finally and SpongeBob Mm -hmm. won at the end of the day, you know? Yep. It doesn't end like you maybe expect it to. Right. Um, But it it ends perfectly, too. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Sarah, do you have any other thoughts on these two episodes? Well, I mean... I gotta say, just stay pretty, guys. Stay, yeah, stay pretty. All right. <laughs> and you, listener, can stay pretty by subscribing and staying subscribed to Absorbing Yellow's podcast, where we talk about the podcast about SpongeBob and stuff. Leave a review, and I'll read it on the air. And write into Sponge at spamrobots.com. And then rejoin us next week for Grandma's Kisses and Squidville. Can you guess who our guest is going to be next week, Sarah? I think I know, which is, you know, not me guessing. Right. That's okay. Well, <laughs> is you, it Amber? You, uh, oh, no, you don't know, because I had to <gasps> move the schedule around. The one and only William Bortz will be joining us next week, oh, which yay! I am very excited for. <laughs> that's so, so awesome. Everybody look forward to that. All right. Uh, we will see pumped. you next week. <laughs> SpongeBob, sometimes we have to go deep inside ourselves to solve our problems. I'm scared. Then I'm going in for you! Sorry! Stupid inflatable pants! Did you find anything? Huh?